On today's episode of The Happenings, we'll be talking about Woolly Mammoth's production, Blacks, by poet and playwright Aziza Barnes. Blacks follows three friends and roommates in New York City over the course of one crazy 24 hours. We have our second ever guest on The Happenings with us today. Please welcome Katie Starr. Hello. How are you? Doing all right. How are you doing? Doing great. Very excited to be here on the podcast. Yeah. We have to give a little shout out to Ashley. Ashley got in a little ski accident last weekend and tore her ACL and MCL. And we'll be getting surgery this coming week. So... Feel better, Ashley. Yeah, get well so that we can get back out in the arts. <laughs> Dive on in. Um, but Blacks, I was introduced to this play by Katie. Katie mm-hmm. went with a couple of friends. Um, what was your connection? Yeah, one of my friends is family friends with the director, actually. Not the director, right? Not the playwright. Aziza. Aziza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The She's playwright. the playwright. Right, exactly. So I just had some... Family connections there and was so excited to be in D.C. and wanted to go see it. So it was a really cool connection. Yeah, so a little background on the play. Um, Blacks was obviously written by Aziza Barnes. She wrote it her fourth year. Sorry, that's my UVA side of me coming out. She wrote it her <laughs> senior year at UVA, uh, not UVA, <laughs> NYU. And then it was premiered in Chicago. It's now in D.C. Mm. And then it's heading to New York this yeah. spring, which is... Very exciting. Big. Yeah, very big. I actually didn't know that whole background. I, I did a little a bit little of... research. A little bit of reading, <laughs> research. The director, um, Nataki Garrett, mm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not sure. Um, she directed the original Chicago play as well. So they gotcha. have been working together on this. Oh, gotcha. For a while now. It's definitely pretty popular. I'm yeah. Sure it sold out all the shows or close to it. Really? Yeah, I think so. That's incredible. Yeah, like let's start from the beginning. A little bit of a history on the play. Like I said before, it follows three friends over the course of 24 hours. Um, each girl is kind of going through a different crisis or well, one's going through a medical crisis. Mm-hmm. One is going through a relationship crisis. And then the third is kind of there to be a support system but she like has her own right it's like professionally she has some stuff yeah comedy yeah she's struggling with some of her comedy bits and making it as a stand-up comedian yeah and it just follows them through them kind of saying like fuck it let's go out (laughs) Mm -hmm. have fun enjoying each other's friendship and yeah very wild night with some muggings some, some some people getting punched. Right. Some new people were thrown into the mix. Yeah. And relationships started. It's them all just dealing with life. Dealing with life, but together. And I think it's a really good highlight of a cool friendship. It definitely is a comedy. It's, you know, funny, lots of humor. And then there's like peppered in little bits of seriousness. Mm-hmm. And... 
um, kind of like relationship woes, but also like what it means to be black and young mm. and queer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I would say that it's like a fun play, but it still has an important message. Yeah. In a way. I think definitely was is something feel like it was able to touch on so many things that were serious while all also having the comedic relief and tied it all in. But I feel like I was interested the whole time too. Like there was always something that came up that pulled me back in, which I thought was special, a special part of it. Yeah. I feel like everybody probably picked like one storyline or one thing that they mm-hmm. liked the most mm-hmm. or like it's kind of something for everyone mm-hmm. in a way. I read a couple of reviews about the play and a lot of it discusses the idea of, you know, in Hollywood now or in the arts in general, Mm -hmm. like there's more and more about black being black in America or like black culture, Mm -hmm. but very infrequently is it written or made by Mm -hmm. black people for black people. Mm -hmm. It's more about black people. Right. Yeah. Not, <laughs> Probably not how it should be. No. And I think it kind of relates back to like the Oscars. This was a hot mm. topic with Black Klansman versus Green Book. And right, right, right. Yeah. Green Book is the white True. perception. Black Klansman, obviously directed by Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt very timely in that sense that it was actually like written. Reflected much better. Yes. Yeah. Very reflective cast too and was able to capture things much better I think when it's produced in that manner yeah there is one great quote by Aziza that I read in this I don't know what do you call this this little pamphlet playbill yeah playbill playbill absolutely typing the pamphlet (laughs) the uh whatever you get when you walk into the theater um, but she said, I wanted this play to be centered on the way in which black women or genderqueer black folk who are close with each other speak to one another. She says that I wanted to showcase that because when I would get the little scraps of black literature at NYU, they didn't talk the way I talked. Mm. I think that's like very true is it's often an outsider's perception. And she, yeah, I felt like, we were sitting in the room with them Mm -hmm. and they were just having a normal conversation. Felt very familiar. Yeah. Very familiar. Yeah. Very raw. It's interesting when you are either like reading something or watching something, just the perspective and like who things are centered around and who it's coming from can completely change kind of the tone or how you understand it. And I think being more aware of like what things are centered around is interesting to think about. And I really, that's a very good quote to, highlight what she wanted and I think what she executed pretty well very well yeah whose responsibility do you think it is in society to kind of try and change the way Mm. we approach these things or like call out when things right I think it aren't authentic or it starts I feel like at the table of any decision making or program planning like if you're talking about people that aren't seated at the table that's your first problem and if if that's the case, that's your responsibility to be like, hey, this is missing. How can we diversify or dig deeper to what we're really trying to talk about or solve in order for it to be more authentic or genuine? So, yeah, some, sometimes people are stuck in their ways and yeah. Yeah. That's so true. You, I mean, 
you obviously we were talking a couple of weeks ago about your new job and mm. like this project she had been working on surrounding hunger mm. in America and that you said it was basically the same. Like yeah. It, there was a council of people who were trying to like fix this thing, but within the council, it was not people who like were directly affected or. Right. How do you reflect it better in a very sensitive, genuine, um, authentic way? We also went and saw this with, well, I jumped in at the last minute. Katie was going with her <laughs> friends and I jumped in with Katie's mom. Mm, yes. And I <laughs> kind of wish she was here to give her. Oh, I wonder what would happen then. Yes, it was definitely. I don't know if we talked. It was a raunchy play as well. I don't know if we talked about that, but I think that yeah. was another element that added. Very explicit. I think, yeah, explicit, but I think talks to exactly what um, the Ziza was trying to get across is how this is how we talk. This is how it's going to be played out. I was definitely in there. I don't know if my mom was ready for it. but I. <laughs> so to put you in the audience, the opening scene is literally a girl eating out another girl. So it just starts off from the bat, but... And I was sitting next to your mom, and I was just like, all right. And I'm sorry for that, but I think <laughs> you only grew stronger together by that, <laughs> by that experience. For sure. We definitely bonded in those moments. <laughs> Whether you wanted to or not, it was there. No, but I think, I think there's more... Mm. I'm definitely of the belief that, like, things are taboo or, like, things are awkward mm. or things are uncomfortable because we don't talk about them right and people feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. talking about them or experiencing it or like seeing it right and so I'm all for exposure therapy yeah. I don't know if that's right but um like why why should these things make people feel uncomfortable like sure there's like a certain level of things should be private mm -hmm. but it's a play and it's supposed to give us a glimpse into the actual lives of these people. So, mm -hmm. like, why try to shield yeah, us from... Yeah, put a mask on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, I heard a good quote the other day. No, I'm not going to remember it. But basically, something about, like, if you're not leaning into this discomfort or not feeling uncomfortable, like, you're really not fully, like... Experiencing. In, yeah, experiencing a situation. I feel like being more uncomfortable. Being more comfortable with the uncomfortable is just something that... We should try to do yeah, more Yeah, we should often. try to do more often. For sure. I, it's funny because I went and saw that Rebel – I was just telling yeah, you that yeah, Rebel yeah. Wilson movie and it's poking fun at romantic comedies and like mm. kind of the tropes and the like normal – the way they're structured. And at one point oh, she – um, she thinks – she has this belief. She's like basically stuck in a romantic comedy is how the movie is. Sorry, I'm about to spoil some things. She gets stuck <laughs> in a romantic comedy and she like thinks that she has to have – somebody fall in love with her and that's her way of getting back to her normal life mm -hmm. and like getting out of this romantic comedy mm -hmm. and so this really hot guy like <laughs> takes an interest in her and starts to fall for her and he's like about to say I love you and she's like hold on let's just wait and then she of course goes in for the like let's hook up like you're hot I'm living in this fantasy <laughs> she world doesn't want it yet yeah mm -hmm. she's like let's not end this quite yet and then it cuts to the next scene and it's the next morning and he walks out of the bathroom. He's like, last night was so fun. And she's like, whoa, wait. I literally just, it just cut. Like, I didn't, we never actually did anything. Uh -huh. Like, let's try this again. And she like keeps trying to sleep with him. And it keeps, 
cutting the scenes because in the movie they like don't (laughs) they don't show that oh that's interesting but i thought that was funny i didn't know that was what the premise of the movie was yeah Uh i didn't know it either going in that's really interesting it was a mindless entertainment which is necessary i love a good rom-com though yeah Mm. and i kind of actually like felt at the beginning this is what this i like I, i think i'm so used to going to plays that are very purposeful in the way they're like very pointed and you really know what message they're trying to get across. Like I feel like everything's really political now and it's Mm. all super serious. And so this play I kind of struggled with at the beginning because I was like, this is like a little too It wasn't clear fun. Right. It was like what is like what is the message they're trying to get Mm. you know, she's trying to get across in this play and um but I think that it's kind of – it was kind of nice in the way that it wasn't so, like, smack you in the face of what it means to be black in America. It, mm. was, it was more, like, subtle undertones, and you picked up on it throughout, but it was just more fun and right. living a day in the life. And Yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting thing that you're like, hmm, what's happening right here? Why is this not so straightforward compared to what things usually are and more political, but – I felt like it was just more of a um, kind of like watching an episode of Insecure or mm. like like a bunch of reviews I've read or they've referenced um, in a couple of interviews um, girls, like HBO's mm. Girls. I've never seen that actually. You've never seen Girls? No. So, I mean, it's Girls and Broad City kind of came out at the same time. But okay, they're like, I've seen Broad City. Yeah. Okay, similar. Young and... Mm. It's not glamorous. It's like what it actually means to live in New York City Mm, when you're in your 20s. Broad City is like a little funnier. Girls is a little more like a little more realistic. Uh, Does it have similar like talk on race and ethnicity and relationships? Pretty much an all white cast. So it's, I mean, it talks a lot. It doesn't have that because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not right. affected. <laughs> right, right, right. Ah, so this was like another. Yeah, so there. this is kind mm. of like the girls, but written from the like black perspective. Mm. And um, yeah, shows again, I'll, it can be like the same idea, but a whole different twist on it. Different spin. Yeah, different perspective. And I had to catch myself like, I had to pay attention to follow all of the dialogue because mm. it is. Mm. They talk in a way that I, I, right. I don't talk. Right, and so, right. like, keeping up with the fast pace, picking up on all the references. Right. I'm sure things went over my head. Did you have a favorite character? Oh, uh, man, a favorite character. Mm-hmm. I really liked them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, to me, June felt the most relatable mm-hmm. of the characters. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I'm a little more like she has a very structured day <laughs> job, and like the other two are art artists that are like right making ends meet and. Mm. And so I just, I, I liked June, but I also like, didn't like the aspect that it turns out her boyfriend has cheated on her multiple yeah, times. Yeah, you find out at the end, which yeah. is kind of like a whole nother level. You're like, oh, 
it shows a mm. like a the reality of going back mm. or like but still being the hurt she experiences is seems the entire play like it's the first time and you're like right there as if it's the first time she's found out he's cheated on her and right then, when you realize it's not the first time and you just think about how she has the same or like the same reaction as if it's the first time Mm -hmm. and does it ever get easier? Why is she still with him? You don't really get into that too much. Yeah. I think that was, it's another, I actually haven't like thought about that specific part that much, but how it's a cycle that keeps going. I think another just kind of, touch on how things get hard and people like what it may seem on the surface like it could be happening a lot and a lot and things don't get easier yeah I am um, I think in re- you know every everybody wants to think they're the person that like wouldn't put up with things and would mm, just like walk away right but it's never that Never that clear cut. Very rare, rarely that simple. Right. Love is a thing. Love is a thing. <laughs> um, I also liked. I liked them all though. I liked Imani. I like. I enjoyed Imani's character the most. I think she was my favorite. She was just kind of the. I don't know. She was. I appreciated her. I guess you could say like her the tones of her voice, <laughs> and she just like had different. Um, way she would say things, whether it was the speed or the octave, which for some reason is a very specific thing. But I appreciated that a lot. She was definitely the one that I I was like, I have to pay, like I have yeah, to she, be paying attention. We talk um, pretty fast at some times. Yeah. Yeah. She and was Haitian, so she had a little bit of an accent. Mm. Yeah, she was a good one. I'm trying to think of other... I mean, I liked the tangential characters a lot, too. Mm. I mean, in reality, the one that I could probably relate to the most is, like, the white girl who can't stop asking questions. The questions, yeah, the touch on the... She, you know, she keeps asking questions of, like, why can't I say this? Mm-hmm. Or, like, does this offend you? And, of course, Amani is, like... I'm not your person. (laughs) Like, I'm not here to answer your questions. Not my responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been interesting as two white women, I don't know, being, like, seeing that cast and them writing the show and being cast for those specific positions. I think it would have been interesting just to kind of see the whole process of that. And I think of the male characters and how... There was the guy that, with the super glue, there was, at one point, oh, yeah, June breaks a heel coming out of a club, and there's just a guy there with super glue. Good dance moves. Yes. Great dance moves. That and was the other only he one? he ends up being interested in her, naturally, but he's, he's a kooky character. Oh, he is. And really? I loved his <laughs> acting when he, like, goes to her house and um, ends up spending the night on the couch not like and yeah ends up not spending the night on the couch ends up hooking up with the other girl the other roommate yeah octavia (laughs) um but i do think that was very that whole thing of how he came over so late i kind of felt uncomfortable with that i thought that was an interesting 
interesting turn. Like, why did she feel so comfortable letting, letting him a stranger in while in. she was there alone? Mm-hmm. In a pretty emotionally unstable state, wearing wearing the wedding dress. Yeah. But fun character, I think, added. added I think he is the stuff. only I know, man. I don't think of the other ones. In the show. I think there was some other side. The one that during the mugging. So scene. I think it was actually him. Oh, 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 oh. Like, I think he played he two played characters. Because I think then the blonde girl was actually also the um, the, the white girl white who kept asking oh. questions. Or is in the... Uh, in the playbill, they she doesn't have a name. It's that bitch on the couch. Oh, really? <laughs> because oh, yeah, at some point they walk name. in and she's like flirting with Octavia, who we haven't talked about her storyline much, but mm. um, Octavia's girlfriend, not girlfriend. Right, but, like, right. Struggling are they to a put fling? a label on. Are yeah. they not? Yeah. Um, mm. That's a big conversation I feel like comes up in a lot of storylines between two it's putting the label on it when you're in your 20s yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's oh when I feel like whenever I watch shows like girls or broad city or watching this play I'm like it's uh, the 20s are they're tough Mm, yeah lots of things whether it's love or getting getting around a new city (laughs) Lots of transition. How's your transition going, Katie? <laughs> you know, I think I'm still at going like a thousand miles per hour and haven't, you know, I'll get into a little routine. Yeah. But great people. I think I'm overwhelmed by the wealth of stuff around and the abundance. To do. But then really cool people invite you to come on podcasts <laughs> and you just get to experience cool things. So... Been, it's been good. Katie Solid just moved to half. DC. <laughs> yeah, just moved to DC. You know, first first few weeks. First few weeks. Lots of new friends. Lots of new places. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Both of your parents, I think, are a little concerned that you're going to try to do too much. <laughs> Classic. I won't. It'll be good. Then I was in Rhode Island for the past six months, so it was more reflective time there. There wasn't much there, so now it's just like a hundred and 80 degree, 360, big change. 180. 180, just other end of the spectrum. Just come back. So it's not 360, it's very different. 180, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited, especially for the arts, too. There's so much here. There is. And I love that even less than a weekend, you, like, (laughs) knew about something and had signed up to do something that even I didn't know about or... Like, I knew Woolly Mammoth Theater. I'd heard a lot about it. We'd actually studied it a bit in my arts administration classes. Oh, really? Um, but I just hadn't taken the Had time to go. Mm. Are there other play play arenas? That's not that's yeah. theater. <laughs> yeah, there's one really close to me, the mm. studio, which is where I've been going to okay. a lot. Um, really great shows. Okay. Um, I've seen a couple there. And then there's Woolly Mammoth. And then there's also arena stage that's, like, a little more um, – I think, like, the studio and Woolly Mammoth are kind of more experimental, like, mm-hmm. finding lesser-known playwrights mm-hmm. and plays. And arena stage is, like, a little more 
you go to Arena Stage and then you go to Broadway. Like Dear Evan Hansen oh. started at Arena Stage okay. and then went to Broadway. Oh, Watch Katie and I are going. Woo-hoo. Can we have a nice little... Thanks, Gary. Big- <laughs> Shout out to Gary. We can have a big podcast on that one. Oh, we can. Oh, we can bring Michael. <laughs> the whole family. We can bring your plus one. Yeah, we'll see who that is. <laughs> So she's taking applications now. Somebody wants to go. <laughs> Line on up. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that should be fun. But okay, that's so that's the main. There's a. I mean, there's a lot. Those are the ones I obviously am biased towards the studio because it's a seven minute walk from my yeah, apartment. Yeah, easy. Woolly Mammoth's not far either, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think I fully knew where it was, but it's only like twenty minutes from right. my apartment. It's a nice. I thought it was a nice size too. Yeah, I, I didn't know what I was expecting going in, but it was a good size. That is one thing I wanted to talk about is mm. the set. Mm. I thought yeah. the set was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, I walked out of there and I was like, the transitions were incredible. Yeah. It was... I definitely agree. I loved the whole lighting into the bedrooms too I thought that was really interesting how you could clearly see the front but there are two bedrooms going on the far end of the stage but they had a upstage upstage I think I was like I know there's lingo for it (laughs) um yeah so I thought they did really well in terms of lighting and seeing shadows there I thought that was interesting that's yeah they to paint a picture for you it opens (laughs) on the apartment and you can like clearly see into the bathroom and the living room, but then behind the living room, there's a wall, but it's like a mesh wall mm-hmm. and it's lit in a way that you can kind of see the bedrooms and all the raunchy things that happen in the bedrooms, but it also is a little opaque. It reminds me of, um, I went and saw, sorry, mom and dad, actually my mom and dad knew I saw this, uh, <laughs> Crazy Horse, which is a cabaret, but it's like very classy. It's like the Dita Von Teese cabaret in Paris. It's like, oh, oh in Paris. Very high-end, mm. but they have it in Vegas, too. Okay, gotcha. But the women are completely naked, but they put down a screen that's, like, a mesh screen so you can see everything, but it's, like, it, like, just blurs it enough mm. that it's, like, classier than just naked Raw women. naked. <laughs> you can't see it in front of you. Um, and it, do- it reminded me of that. It, like, that's blurs it funny. enough that you, like, aren't. Specifics. Yeah. Yeah. As uncomfortable. <laughs> But it's still clear. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but you can still, like, you know what's going on. And then they totally deconstruct the a- apartment, and they have the streets outside. And it's so clever. Even things just, like, tipping the couch over so that it looks like a couch on the street mm. versus, like, it was the couch in their apartment. Yeah, their better couch. Um, throwing bags of trash around. They um, The transitions are really cool. Like, they have projections that – Fill the entire stage. Yeah, they have the, the cars music. Yeah, up top. They have a whole section above. I'm literally using my hands as if you guys can see <laughs> what I'm doing. But they have a section above the stage that's um, most of the time it's the bottom of the train track, like the mm-hmm. subway cars. Right. right. And they have the like rumbling. It, they even I don't know if you noticed, but like when they open the door to their apartment. Mm, they I had see like, that part that well. But they had like muffled music mm. on and I actually, it bothered me. I kind of thought it was like somebody's cell phone in the audience and then I realized it's like a part of the play but it was like so soft oh. and then when they would open the apartment door it would get louder like their really? neighbors were playing music and then the second it shut 
the music would decrease That's in volume again. Awesome. Yeah, so it was like very attentive to that detail. Yeah, mm. it's very well thought out. I actually thought it was kind of cool because the stage hands, I'm guessing, is yeah. like what you would call them. People, yeah. But like all the people <laughs> with the microphone, the headsets were running around like on stage in between, but it wasn't distracting not, not or like, yeah. yeah, it didn't seem tacky they or. No, exactly. I kind of, I don't know how many different, what different approaches to that are, but I like seeing the people come out, do it. Um, and I feel like they, they have it down there efficient and know exactly how to do it right to set up for the next scene. Yeah. It, it, it was more interesting than just like lowering and raising. The right, backdrop. right. I like to see the transition and I think that shows another, shows the innovation of how you can have one stage but have it transformed to so many different things. Yeah. The beautiful arts. I think that is the I'm bit really big into movies but seeing mm. like seeing things live like seeing the transition that's just really impressive. Yeah. And obviously not something you really get in the movies often. Oh yeah. Unless they're shot in one scene which like oh. Birdman is that the one where I did not like that movie. Mm. It won best picture though. They never they, stopped it. They shot yeah, it's like one continuous mm. scene. And Anna Karenina, the recent um, movie with, I think, Kira Knightley. I yeah, could I be totally butchering it. But it's kind of like a stage production where they actually do slide the scenes out from behind the actors. And oh. you see transitions huh. like you see in a play. That's so interesting. But in the movie. But I think that's, like, pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that would definitely change a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have to watch that. That's really interesting. I like really remember the first 30 minutes being like, this is really distracting. And like, why did they choose to do that? And then by the end of the movie, either they stopped doing it or I had just gotten used to it. Mm. And I don't really know (laughs) which it was. Which one it was. That's funny. Yeah, I feel like movies and shows are always trying to do something different or something to grab you like that. Or whether it's what was the movie that Boyhood? Oh yeah, followed followed a boy for twelve years. Yeah, yeah, always different approaches. Pretty it cool. was, yeah, I like that movie. I actually like don't love that movie, like the content of the movie, but I love the concept of the movie. Mm. You know, it's filmed in my high school. I literally oh, like. There's a scene. I think where I I'm watched like, it because that's my locker. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, you saw your locker in it. Oh yeah! Wow, I mean, it was literally like shot in that's my high school. Crazy. I'm trying to think. I actually don't think I made it through the entire. It's a long the entire hood of the boy. <laughs> only, only part of it. But I think that would be interesting to know that your entire life's being filmed all out there i mean it wasn't his real life though it was like scripted but like wasn't it like we film a little bit regroup loosely based on basically him and the director would sit down every year before Mm -hmm. they would shoot and he would talk about his life and they would write the script together based on things that would happen yeah i wonder how how loose how loose it was yeah Interesting. We should find that actor and ask him. I would love to do that. I think he's, he's the next guest. Oh, I wish. 
I wonder if I could email him and be like, yo, you were in my high school. Yeah, you were next to my locker. We have some good good commonalities. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. That probably would not go over super well. Mm, You never know. I don't know, though. Katie hung out with a famous person this weekend. Somewhat famous. He still came out afterwards, and no one really knew who he was. (laughs) Some people do. Still, he shows up on Spotify. He shows up. We were walking today in Georgetown, and um, there was a restaurant just blasting his song. So, you know. I was about to say, correction, I show up. This podcast shows up (laughs) on Spotify. (laughs) I thought you meant his song. So not legit. No, but his show up, like, on playlists that he's not influencing. Talking about arts, everyone is an artist in some way, podcast producer. How are you an artist, Katie? How am I an artist? I'm in the beginning stages of yearning, yearning, learning the ukulele. (laughs) I'm really hoping that takes off soon. That's going to be exciting. I really do try to find some creative outlets. I always say this, but I'm going to, yeah. Don't lose that as you... (laughs) Like, finding creative outlets yeah as you're like entering the workforce oh yeah and losing your free time it's <laughs> weird yeah gotta stick with it need to keep things what's well, not spicy that's not what i'm trying to say but like it shaking works. things up yeah yeah it's crazy when people don't take yeah don't take lunch breaks there's just you just kind of drill through things you need to have those creative outlets to go see shows and yep. museums and play what did, your ukulele. What did your friends who, your friend who like knew Aziza, but also like your friends that you saw the play with, what were their mm. reactions afterwards? Or like, what did they have to say? Have y'all talked about it? Um, we haven't talked about it much, but I think, I guess my one friend was very like, proud that she knew um had a connection to this play but i think they all very much enjoyed it throughout the play like very entertained laughing a lot and i think i'll need to talk to them more about it but i think overall really liked it really loved the commentary in this story as well and i was a little scared to ask your mom what she thought yeah same (laughs) we talked about a little bit um what did she have to say it wasn't as bad of a reaction as I thought. I think she liked it. So there was even, I read a Washington Post review and it mm. said something along the lines of like the ending was not very pivotal or spectacular, mm. but that there was like a really good exit line. And mm. I, for the life of me, cannot remember what the exit line was. Oh. And it's really bothering me. They were talking about how things, like, weren't getting better. In the world. Yeah. Yeah. And to be, like, black in America, like, they were still waking up to Yes, but I can't remember the specific line. I know. So if anybody goes to see it, will you let me know what the specific line was? Yeah, because you missed it. But at the end, end, yeah, there's another police shooting unarmed black Mm -hmm. teenager. I don't actually remember the specifics of it, but... They don't go into the specifics of it. They do kind of recap at the end, like this the landscape that is still like what the landscape is in mm-hmm. the US at the moment. It's to, disappointing, but yeah, not things aren't 
getting better uh, as opposed to what some people may be thinking. Yeah. It's interesting. I read in, in one of the reviews that she, or maybe it was in her interview that I read through of like, she wrote it dur- during the Obama era and like mm. Obama was still president and like does the way people view the play or like people's takeaways from the play change just based on the like current landscape. And I never really think of that with movies or plays, like some withstand time and like most will always withstand time, but will they be perceived differently or based on the landscape that you're watching it in? Right, right. Because I think it is more... It's kind of nice that it's lighthearted or lighter hearted mm-hmm. and like funny mm-hmm. and less pointed, but it still I think that surfaces was, a lot mm-hmm. of things that are important and true. Okay, I think that's how they left it almost. Like it was a funny play, but it's like, hey, these sad things are reoccurring and this is where we are in life. And yes, like there's love and happiness, but... There's some bigger things and bigger issues that are affecting everybody. Yeah. yeah. I need to wish I remembered the last line as well. I know. Huh. Wasn't online. I didn't actually Google to try and find it. Maybe I should have done that. I always Maybe forget the there. power of Google. That's too much. There's too much, <laughs> there's too much out there. <laughs> I don't know what that That's means. a but. whole different story. I mean, it's tr- <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Navigating unknown worlds. Unknown worlds. Yeah. I think it's interesting also. I had this thought when I was over here. There's just so many people. There's so many things. I don't know. Do you ever just get overwhelmed by everything? Everything. All the time. Sometimes I just want to like move away, live in a remote place by myself. Yes. (laughs) No, I'm getting really off topic. No, but I think it's... (laughs) This this is a uh, loosely topical I podcast, like and then we digress, and, and then you cut and kind of come out. back sometimes. But no, I think it's incredibly overwhelming your choice and the things that you're expected to do, but also like all of the stimuli you have around you, mm-hmm. and um, having to decide like what you're going to invest your time in. Right, time is so valuable. What what makes you happy? I am so lucky that mm. I actually think the thing that I have the least of that I want more of is time. Mm. It's like a very like pretty place in the world to sit where like the thing that you need more of or like want more of is time, right? Right. It's not like food or money. Or right, right, right. It's time because like you're in a good yeah in a good place. So I always try to, I don't I feel like, you know, I naturally spiral into my, oh my God, what is the world? What mm. am I doing? What's my place? And and then I'd like take a step back and I'm like, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. I think the arts and like plays are really good for that, to take a step back and be able to learn something about life. And I think it gets perspective on even if your brain is like thinking about all these crazy things, being able to learn something new and look into another life and see what other values people have. That's yeah, that's really 
values. Would you say your favorite form of art, plays or concerts, museums? Really tough question. Mm. Um, Recently, I've been really into plays. Mm -hmm. It's always also been film and... um, but I, I mean, like most of my background is actually visual arts mm-hmm. and museums. Right. I love museums, but I find that like when you're in a museum, you're still, everything's all about how like you view something. You're trying to figure out what you think mm. or like what pieces you like, whereas I think plays completely remove you from yourself right, for right, a while. Right, yeah. And almost like you don't even reflect until you're out of it and then you can take a step back and reflect Mm. gains another perspective I like taking myself out of it or I feel like if you're in a museum and you're not thinking about what you find interesting or what you find pretty or what you think it's supposed to mean then you're not doing it right (laughs) you're not doing the museum right right yeah yeah I don't know I've been really into plays but it's not, I've never, ever acted in a play. Do you have any interest? I don't think so. I'm not. What about um, writing for a play? You seem like you have a writing. So I actually You're think good that at it. I actually really don't like writing, which oh, is why really? I chose to do a podcast. Because huh. it just, I could talk. More than like a blog, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually think that I'm like, I'm such a type A person and my job fits me very well and yeah. that it's all logistics and thinking through all the different right. things that could go wrong and like mm. all the details and so I would love to get into plays or films from the aspect of production and behind the scenes I think that's why right. I look at the set design and the way they transition and mm. I think like it's funny I totally nerd out at that and I'm like logistically really how cool. did you do this yeah how does it work yeah the logistics of that did I tell you about, do you know if So Far Sounds? No. Um, they're arts, music, but they're these pop-up concerts, and they happen all over the country, like in big cities, and they don't tell you the location until the night before, and they're about 20 or so people, and it's all supporting local, usually local artists, Yeah. and they don't tell you the performers until the night before either, but I've gone to a perform- performance in Chapel Hill and Durham, but I signed up here to be an ambassador because I wanted to know more on like the logistics of it all and the behind the scenes and kind of how they pick the venues and like set up for the stage. And I think an MC might be part of the thing, but we'll see kind of interesting from the other, other side of production. I have a meeting on Thursday, so we'll Exciting. see. We'll see how I don't, they're like, we'll tell you what it really all entails. So but another... What's it called? So Far Sounds? So Far Sounds. Anything else that you, like... Any parting words for listeners on the play? Parting words? I think that... It's worth checking out for sure. Absolutely. Go check it out. Um, I read in one of the reviews, it was like, if you feel uncomfortable, you know, like with the idea of seeing sexual things or like 
maybe it's not for you and you should skip this one. And I'm like, no, just like go. Right. Wait, I, I don't like that they said that. Yeah. I think Ghost. it's all the human body. Just- it's the human body. Be comfortable. Get out of your comfort zone. Keep learning. Keep living. That's all I have to say. It's amazing. <laughs> See somebody else's, go like step into somebody else's, right. else's life for two hours. Absolutely. And also just, I haven't really talked about the actual cast, like their acting was, I think we kind of talked about that, but they're amazing people too. And I hope they continue and go on Broadway and yeah, I actually the future don't know. holds. I, I assume that the cast is actually going to change. Oh, so they don't. But they I could stay be here. wrong. Because one thing that actually did throw me is that the cover of the hmm. program they give you is not the cast in That's DC. That's true. I'm wondering if it's actually the Chicago cast. So always. So now will those act, do those actresses stay at Wooly Mammoth? Um, some of the actors are Wooly Mammoth cast members and like have worked with or like have worked with Wooly Mammoth in the past and. Okay. I mean, some might go to Broadway. It kind of depends. I know it's like Hamilton, for example. I know that some of the people were the original Broadway cast, and then when they traveled, they traveled with it too, but they even changed roles Mm. and like Mm. played different characters. And so um, I don't know a ton about that, about the way all of that works. Yeah. But I kind of think that this cast, they're all. Actually, I have no idea. I have no idea. Another thing we should Google. They're great. (laughs) Google. There's so much on Google. There's so much on Google. (laughs) But the acting is very good. Yeah. Really enjoyed them all. Came together. Good harmony. Yeah. Good friendship. Seems fun. Like, Mm -hmm. I would like to be friends with all of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I'm honored to be here. And let me know if there's any other cool artsy things we'll be on the lookout check out that's all for today sounds good bye bye